0: G'day, it's Clint Patterson here with another episode of the Patterson Podcast. And we've got a fabulous guest today. His name's Mark, all the way from Melbourne. G'day, Mark. Thanks for joining us. All oh, right, it's good to be here. Yeah, now, Mark, you've been a very, very prolific poster inside our Patterson Program support where you've inspired lots of people with how far you've come since you joined us. And it's been really, really amazing to watch how far you've transitioned, you've gotten off antidepressants, you've gotten off Plaquenil, and you've turned into like a Bikram yoga champion. So <laughs> what are we in for in this in this episode? What,
1: do, what are we going to hear from you? Okay, well, to start off with, I'm just going to talk through my story. So that's come a long way from um, this is actually from being diagnosed at 19, sort of not being able to move to sort of going through uni finding the Patterson program and getting my life back. And then we're going to spend the next bit of time just talking about, say, Bikram and other things that can maybe help different people.
0: Yes, because you've not only done Bikram, but you've done a lot of yin yoga as well. Yes, that's
1: actually, that's something that really complements Bikram as well. And if you can sort of combine the two, then it can really ramp up the healing.
0: Okay, well, we look forward to talking about that in a minute, and you know a lot about fascia and you've done a lot of study around soft tissue work, around using a, a melt technique that uh, has become a, a popular topic amongst our support group. So let's get on to that after we hear about your transformation. Start wherever you think's best and walk us through some of the, the highlights. Okay,
1: well, I'll start basically from the beginning. So like, I was pretty healthy and, well, or I guess for an average teenager, like. crap, but (laughs) um, yeah, basically in year 12, I got some chronic fatigue. I got um, the flu, then plantar fasciitis, knee tendinitis in both knees, sort of. I finished the year and I just had chronic pain all over. It just kept getting worse and worse. It got to the point where it was getting so bad. I, I really couldn't eat very well. I was losing weight. I couldn't move. It was just horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was probably That was 2009, 2010. So I was, and then in March, 2010, I was diagnosed with spondyloarthropathy with enthesitis. So that one's actually a bit different to what you normally deal with because it's actually where the ligaments and tendons connect to the bone. Right. Yep. So I had really quite a bit of inflammation in my feet. So they're pretty much completely tight. I could not move them at all. They're all swollen and red. Yeah. Then I also had in some of the knees and pretty much every other joint in my body. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So just to start off with, I really um I just thought the drugs would fix me. So I started off on actually salazopyrene that didn't work. I was on other drugs, methotrexate helped quite a bit, but really the, the drugs weren't enough. So really the the drugs that really helped me the most were the plaquinol and then you mentioned the antidepressants before that helps with the pain yeah right and then the methotrexate and the anti-inflammatories that that's what i was on for a long time but i found that it was enough to study but it wasn't really enough to actually do anything else and i was never really improving on it and i probably would have just gotten worse and worse
0: so you know, it's it's not common actually to hear that Plaquenil did well but Methotrexate failed. You know, often. It's, oh, actually, no, yeah.
1: Methotrexate did work. Oh, sorry, um, sorry. Yeah, right. It's just that Plaquenil did better for me. Okay, know, Methotrexate. And
0: yeah. what was the sequence? Were they simultaneously prescribed, or was there an no, evolution?
1: Um, the the evolution. I started off on salazopyrene. Then about six months later, I was put on. I think the Endep first, then the Plaquenil. Then it was a couple of years later when I started having liver issues. Then I was taken off the salazopyrin and put on the Plaquenil. Yeah. And I did a bit better when I was on that. Right, right. And that's what I stayed on until I started the Patterson program, which was, I think, end of 2014. Okay. And so, what, what were your yeah. symptoms like at the time? How
0: well controlled was your symptoms from the combination of the, the
1: antidepressant and the Plaquenil? Um, It it was, well, it was really controlled enough that if, uh, like, I wasn't really in a whole lot of pain, but I couldn't really do any exercise. I couldn't really do anything without causing myself to flare up. So, like, I could only stand up for maybe 10 minutes at most. Only stand up for 10 minutes and then you had to sit down. Yeah. Like, the most exercise I could do was about five minutes of gentle Tai Chi. Right. Um, it was just that my body was so tight, like I can get to this a bit later. That my muscles are just so wasted, I couldn't do anything. Right. And like I would just get really inflamed if I try and do anything more than that. So that that was all I could do. Okay. So even doing the Tai Chi
0: was aggravating the connective tissue because that's where your particular autoimmune well, disease. It, it is actually,
1: it actually wasn't really aggravating the connective tissue. It's just that my muscles were just so wasted away. Ah, like yeah. it just got too fatigued um, if I did yeah. any more.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. And then you started following the sort of things that I did and, and that I talk about. Walk us through that. I mean, was that a big shock to the system and how did you? Oh, yeah. Well, how did you like, go? Um,
1: yeah. I found out about your um, program while I was studying, so I thought thats it's too much of a shock while studying, so I'll leave till end of semester. I <laughs> yeah. did that, and um, I think I started the program and about, or well, within a couple of days, I, I noticed a difference, and within um, about a couple of weeks, I was able to drop the anti-inflammatories MOBIC completely. So, oh, you were um, on the MOBICs was... as well? You were taking yeah. A MOBIC? Yeah, okay. Okay. Mob- yep. MOBIC was the anti-inflammatory. Yeah. months on. So that yeah. one went very quickly. Um, yeah. I found that within the first couple of months, I got a lot of improvement and I was actually able to ramp up the amount of Tai Chi I was doing from five minutes to 10 minutes. And then within a few months, I was even able to start taking hour-long classes. So I did that for a while. Yeah. So it was just sort of continuing to improve. With the diet, I found that extremely hard with studying just because you're just not used to eating so much quinoa and buckwheat and stuff. So yeah. I found that I have it for breakfast and then my energy levels were just completely crushed by lunchtime. So it's just a case of your blood goo I guess, spiking too much or something. But I found that I ended up introducing a bit of meat back within the first year, but I was still able to keep improving. Mm-hmm. By mid year, I was able to stop the methotrex sleep completely. Yeah. Um, so that was a big deal. Um, yeah, and then, yeah. And then, pretty much a couple of weeks after stopping methotrexate, I picked up bikram. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. one, it was a good substitute, but I definitely found that to start off with at least bikram was extremely tough for me.
0: Yeah. So you've transitioned yeah. across, you found immediate improvement, and you were able to substitute your definitely harmful disease causing MOBIC with. Um, healthy eating and that enabled yeah. you to, to drop the drug and then you're yeah. able to exercise more which in turn continues to help your body by through elimination yes, yes. through lymphatic system and then later you're able to get rid of the methotrexate and you quickly substituted your tai chi with Bikram which is like the... Oh, no, I, was,
1: no. I was still doing the tai chi as well as so well. I find... Yep. Do them together. Yep.
0: Okay, okay, but you're able to in each case kind of make a substitution, which is what we like, because we don't want to just drop something because we're just going to get more pain. But you kind of around the same, you know, you're able to substitute the non-steroidal drug and then substitute the the methotrexate, which of course um, you did with your rheumatologist very carefully and 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 approved. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I probably dropped um, them a bit too quickly, but <laughs> yeah, as 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 sometimes happens through through you know life life sometimes these things happen, don't they? Yeah. Okay. But, oh well, lesson That that's right. All right. Now, since starting Bikram Yoga, yeah, tell us what were the main benefits
1: by doing that. Well, actually, to start off with, like I definitely felt. Um, a lot better t- straight away, but like f- from a physical point of view, like I would get really, really sore for the next couple of days, and I, I was I was only able to do one a week. Yeah. So it probably didn't have a huge benefit for yeah. me. For me within the first six months, but I did notice that my anxiety levels, my depression, and everything actually improved quite a lot. Yeah. So that was really good from the first six months, and then after I finished. Well, at the end of the year, I finished uni. I started work, and I started ramping up the Bikram a bit more. I picked up Yin, yeah. and that's when sort of things started taking off for me um, even more. Yeah, fantastic. Okay,
0: now let's talk about let's talk about your current status then, because there's there's obviously an evolution from from that point to now. Where, okay. Where are you at now? And and then let's talk about the, all of the strategies you currently use to keep yourself off
1: medications of any kind. Okay. Well, where I am now, I'm currently on no medication at all. So that, and I've been drug free for a bit over a year now. So that's, that's actually really awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, I, I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I still have a little bit of pain, but it's mostly well controlled. Like I'm able to work three days a week, which if I didn't do the program, I probably wouldn't be working at all. So I want to work more, but that's sort of, it's an improvement. I still get fatigued, but I find that um, that's, that's slowly improving and it's definitely a lot better than what it was. Um, and, and I'll probably find as the pain goes down, that goes down as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the main things I'm, I'm sort of definitely doing a lot better. My mental state is so much better um, than where it was previously. Just I guess even just being drug-free and um yeah my outlook's pretty good so yeah. Like, yeah yeah I'm just sort of in training mode I guess at the moment <laughs> <laughs> right right when you say in training mode what yeah, do you like, f- mean? Um, what I mean is that I just I'm just going to Bikram as much as I can and I'm just trying to get my pain level down and yeah um so I, I spend most of my time when I'm not working just exercising and yeah I'm um, going to Bikram and meditation and all these other stuff that I try and do
0: yeah, yeah. fabulous <laughs> Um, And what about um, with regards to uh, your family and everything, have have your family found that the changes in your life to be, you know, not just obvious but beneficial and have they sort of given you the whole, Mark, you've done amazingly well and we're so proud of you? Has there been a lot of
1: that in your life? Um, There has been, but I I sort of get that a lot from just a a lot of people, I guess, Yeah, like, yeah, that my family's definitely been very supportive of me. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't have been able to do as well as I had without them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. okay, awesome.
0: All right, well, well done. Congratulations on all that. You know, um, we've spoken so much online where we've worked together to overcome various things and and sort of, you know, I've offered my thoughts and and so forth on some decisions that you've made and guided you where you know, based on just my personal views and. And it's been great to now speak to you in person and stuff. So let's now talk about, you know, some of your strategies and, and ways that we can help people who are listening, who've, who maybe not come as far as you currently have. And let's talk about, you know, your exercise, uh, first okay, of all, yep. and, and what you'd like to share that maybe we haven't covered in other episodes that you've found really helpful.
1: Okay, well, probably the, the most obvious one to start off with is Bikram. Like, I won't go too much into it because you've probably covered it quite well on this podcast, I mean, just within previous shows, but it's definitely something if you have a studio that's available to you, you should definitely give it a go um, because it's it's definitely helped me a lot. Probably the, the main thing I find with Bikram is that like I've done probably well, yoga classes—I'm up to about four and ninety now, or something. So, it's probably close to four hundred Bikram classes, and yeah. um, still, like, um, I can't get through the full class yet. Like, I, I, pretty much every single class, I need to take a break. I'm lying down. I'm—I'm I'm not. I can't get through it. It's—it's yeah. it's, it's just so tough. Yeah, but, it, is, um, it is.
0: And I bet this. I bet so many people right now are like, finally, you know, someone like me, you know, because. It's that hard, isn't it? And the, what I find about it is the better you get at it, it never gets easier because as you get better, you go into yep. the postures more deeply requiring more energy usage and therefore you end up having the same amount of exhaustion as, as yeah. you know,
1: what I, actually, what I actually find is that the better I get, it's sort of it all depends on my breathing. So if I'm breathing better, then you're able to go into the postures deeper and you use more energy. So you get better, more benefits, but then you you get tired quicker. Yeah. <laughs> so you find <laughs> yeah. <better than> that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I know they're controversial, but, um, you know, I hadn't been to a Bikram class in 12 months and I just took one the other about a week or two ago uh, that was a yep. one-hour class. And okay, I know, yes. know that, you know, I say controversial because Bikram's made videos of, and and basically saying uh, that it's not true, he's not his true class and all this sort of stuff. But, um, yep. but I think that a one-hour version of it is wonderful if it's your only option. And I actually came close to enjoying a Bikram class that went for an hour because... I always find, for me, it's always the cardio. I just always, the cardio is just so high that after and yep, after, yep. you know, i just like, oh, man, just
1: let this be done, you know? Yeah, I, I sort of get what you mean, but it definitely feels really good to be able to sweat and yeah. um, all of that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we ticked that box up for the 15th million time, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, talk to us about yin yoga, something that I also have done. And my wife's got a close friend in Sydney called Melanie McLaughlin who's trained under the the sort of creator of of yin and one of the best teachers in the world. And she's amazing, a lovely person. Um, So we've taken, Melissa and I have taken her classes several times and we found them so wonderful. And you've been taking yin classes in Melbourne. So a lot of our audience don't even know what it is. So
1: talk about that for us. Okay. Well, the word yin comes from yin and yang, it's just sort of opposites. It comes from Chinese medicine, but the whole premises of yin yoga is is comes down to a few things. First, all of the postures are pretty much on either sitting down or lying down on the mats. And the other big things is that you relax your muscles, and what that does is it actually creates space within the joints. The opposite is that, say, in a Bikram class, you want to always contract your muscles, which closes the space between your joints so then it protects the joints. So um, in yin, you relax your muscles, you support yourself with props and um, make yourself very comfortable. And what this does is it actually, and then you hold the postures for a long time. So what this does is it actually pulls the joint, your bones apart, and you're actually applying stress to the your joints directly so what this means is it's applying stress to your ligaments ligaments yeah. so most like a lot of people say you shouldn't do this but the thing is is that your ligaments really behave exactly the same as any other tissue in your body if you apply stress to them then they become weak and then they rebuild stronger yes so yes. It's, it's actually very healing Right, just um, like
0: breaking down any other muscle, like when you're at the gym doing bicep yeah. curls, you do micro tears to the bicep and yeah. it grows back bigger, yeah? Yeah,
1: it's exactly the same. So you right. weaken the muscle. Um, Say so if you go to the gym, you you lift some weights and then, yeah, your muscles are very tired and so you yeah. can't move and then a couple of days yeah. later they, they're really stronger yeah. and healthier. Yeah,
0: okay. Just to give some examples that I experienced at Yin Yoga, there was a lot of hip-opening stuff, so a lot of glute muscle stuff, and a, and yes, that's what yeah. I recall the most. In fact, my memories of Yin Yoga going back to probably three years or so, and we went to half a dozen classes, and it was so much pigeon pose, you know, where you've got one, you know, your hip is open, you're lying forward with one of your yeah, legs, yeah, and it just it feels yeah. after a few minutes like you're. Your your glute muscles on fire because you're just constantly allowing it to stretch more and more and more. I used to well, walk. actually yes. Yeah, sorry, that actually, go ahead.
1: If, if if your glute muscles are on fire, it actually means that you're going too deep because right. what you sh- you should be feeling more of a tolerable stress. And the the key to yin yoga is that you hold it for up to five minutes. Yes. So that's that's actually more beneficial than if you have very intense stress because what actually happens then is that your body tightens up. And right. then it doesn't work as well. Okay. Oh, well, now I know.
0: And it's, um, it you know, I think
1: it's it more enjoyable. <laughs>
0: it does. Yeah. And I think it just comes from the, having just such a Bikram mentality that, um, you know, trying to go deep, you know, trying to push, push, push. And, um, and that's something that, you know, if I do it again, I'll, I'll keep in mind. Okay. So tell us how your body normally feels after a yin class and the benefits that you get from it.
1: Well, it actually depends because, like, um, if I'm sore or something, then sometimes I don't actually feel better straight away, but often I find if if I keep doing it, then my body is definitely a lot better. Often um, I definitely feel a lot looser maybe the next day or two days after. Yeah. And if I – like, when I've had some time to do a lot of it, I find that I definitely – well, that actually really reduces the pain. Um, it's probably, I'd say, just as important as bicrom for me. Awesome. In, in terms of how much it helps my body. And it's something that you can easily do at home. But like, once you learn the postures, then, like, there's so much on YouTube as well. So you can you can easily do it at home. And there's no actual alignment in yin. So it's just a case of if you're feeling it and you're not feeling pain, then you're doing it correctly, the, the main thing is that it's good to get to a class just so you um, actually learn how to do it safely and learn how to use props and all of that.
0: Yeah, so go to, go to some classes to begin with. After going to some, if it then becomes either cost prohibitive or it just takes up too
1: much time. then well, You can always just yeah. add an extra whenever you've got some free time. Because yes, you're right. Even if you've got five minutes, you can just do a yin posture, then do a yeah. savasana. Um, yeah. That's actually really beneficial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, were there any particular parts of your body that respond best or do you find that, um, when you go to a yin class, you just do all of the various postures and it helps everywhere?
1: Well, actually probably the the main areas I focus on are my hips and spine. That's sort of, that's where most of it is anyway, but yeah. I I'd probably do quite a lot of hip openers at home and yeah. that's, like especially since that I, I work in an office, so I'm sitting down all day, that that yeah. definitely is something that I need a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, good. Um, and just to reassure anyone who says, hey, but my elbows hurt, my wrists hurt, my fingers hurt, it's
1: still fine, isn't it? Because most of it, as you said, it's on the floor. Yeah, the, the other thing is that if if a posture hurts, then there's always something else you can do. Like if you um, just speak to your teacher and... Yeah. They'll just give you another posture to do. It's like there's sometimes when I've gone to a class and I've had to trial three or four postures before finding one that actually uh, yeah. works for me.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's it's not like Bikram or something where you just, you have to, you either have to do the postures or you sit out. There's no, yeah. there's no alternative. This is that, um, you're just finding something that you can do like, yeah. 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 There'll always be something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, my view on it is that it's very helpful. It feels really nice during a yin class. I always found it um, really calming. And afterwards, you'd walk out and just feel light. You feel really deeply connected to your body. And you never had any kind of hangover, physical hangover from yin. It was always just positive, just like you'd hope to get out of a nice gentle yoga experience. Whereas the Bikram class I used to find, find whenever I've done it, no matter how often I go or how infrequently I go, that it's a slog and I do it because the results to my body are amazing. And I feel that it's like a rehabilitation sort of session. So they're entirely different experiences at least how I personally interpret them and experience them. I don't know if I, I in fact, I believe I wouldn't have gotten to where I am if I'd have just done yin, but I think that for those people who are looking for something that's really pleasurable in their yoga and they're already getting a lot of sweaty daily exercise, it could be
1: an excellent thing to add, and it's obviously been awesome for you. Except something to yeah. note with yin is that it's actually not designed to be done as a soul practice just because you're not actually using any um, muscles at all. So if you just do Yin, then right. you'll find that yes, you will increase your flexibility, but you'll have absolutely no strength, and that's ah. that's very bad. Yeah. So right. even if you don't do a Bikram class or something with it, you'll you'll need to do some sort of strength training to go with it.
0: Okay. Well, it kind of fits in with our you know philosophy anyway, right? We need yeah we need to be doing some kind of activity every day to get the heart rate up, to get the muscles moving, the body moving. And then we can uh, add Yin as a as a blissful, a really blissful experience, especially when you've got the right teacher, like uh, Melissa and I had with Melanie. I mean, she put on gorgeously calming music, and her voice is calm. I mean, the Yin teachers, they're you know they can be really special, and um, and you can have a wonderful experience. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm I'm, I'm missing it. I want to go and do another class. (laughs) So let's now talk about something else that you and I share a a strong belief on and in its helpfulness, and it's the melt approach of using a foam roller to roll roll over parts of our soft tissue. Please explain
1: this technique. Okay. Well, melt is actually dealing with something called your connective tissue and fascia. Like when you look at your anatomy, your fascia is not something that's covered very much. But what it is, is that it's a like cling wrap connective tissue that surrounds all of your muscles, all of your tissues, organs, um, pretty much it goes through everything in your body. How this is relevant is because when someone's healthy, then your fascia is is nice and hydrated. It's got lots of water content and that helps your muscles and everything to be nice and glidey and slidey and really helps you move if you also it sort of it also helps oh sorry I lost my train of thought but when it's dehydrated then you find that it's like if you are wearing clothes that are really too tight you can't yeah. move it, it also yeah. pulls on other areas of your body say if your hips are really dehydrated and you're tight then you find that all of your legs are tight as well your feet are tight it so it really impacts your whole body. Mm-hmm. How this is also relevant is that, say, if you've got sore feet and you can't exercise them, it, um, what you can do is you can work on your hips and that will or hamstrings or whatever, and that can really release pressure on your feet. Yeah. It,
0: now it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because the body's—you know—we always just assume that the pain's localized, but. Um, you know, uh, adjustments to all different parts of the body have impact like a cascade system throughout the body. And we're not talking about referred pain. We're just talking about how the body no. actually, you know, experiences the pain based on how the rest of the body is functioning. Yes.
1: So pretty much what MELT does is that it's taken what the creator, Sue Hitzman's, um, she's a body worker who works directly on the fascia. So the Um, it does use a soft roller and some soft, just massage ball type things. And it's just using, it's not so much rolling over the tissues. It's more trying to simulate the body work. So it's doing very much, I guess, compression and just some very specific movements that, that really get the the hydration back in the, well, in the fascia, um, and it does actually make a big difference because, like, I notice after I after I melt, my pain levels go down instantly, yeah. um, and my my range of motion actually increases a lot. Yeah. So, and the other thing with it too is that you do before every before every and after melt session, you do something called a a rest assess. So, you're actually sort of assessing your posture, um, how your pain levels, sort of how your body is, yes. your alignment, like your balance and all of that. And you do that before and after. So yeah. you can actually, it, it heightens up how well the the session goes. And there's actually another benefit that goes with that is that I find after doing that for a while, you're suddenly able to um, better tell sort of what, like even in a Bikram class, what, what movements you can do that are safe for you, what will cause pain, what will cause damage later. So you're really able to be more precise with how you you move um, and try and heal yourself. Okay,
0: now I've used them at the gym before, and for those people still not quite what we're on about. If you go to a gym, you'll see they're often blue or black, sometimes pink, but generally blue or black rollers that are about so, so big, and if you're listening to this yeah. and not watching, probably about the span of your, if you span your fingers out from your tip of your pinky to the tip of your thumb in diameter, and sometimes they have little lumps all over them, and yep. they're rollers. And what I've experienced wonderful relief from is if I've had your classic kind of backy of your neck pain that that your loved one might press on like a massage into the upper upper shoulder blade area, the soft tissue in there. And just applying pressure into those areas by lying on my back on the roller and really working my neck into the roller. Uh, And, again, I haven't watched the training, so I've just been making this up myself. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I found wonderful the next day um, any pain that I used to get and sometimes still get from time to time. I get sometimes some referred pain into the tip of my shoulder from tightness in my my sort of traps my trapezoid muscles and just by getting rid of that um the shoulder feels normal and so i found that this it's been great for that and so that's just basic stuff let alone kind of you know stuff that's related more closely to soft tissue surrounding inflamed joints you
1: know yeah because well this program's actually designed for chronic pain specifically and like the, the ebook's not very expensive. You can just get it off Amazon. It's, I think I paid like $10 or something for it. So even if you've got a roller, you can get that in the, in the ebook and you're right to go. Um, the only thing is that it does use a special soft roller, but it, that sort of decreases the amount of pressure that you're placing on your body, which is a big issue. Cause like, I know for me that I'm very sensitive, so if I go too deep, then I find that it does cause pain later, so you have to be very careful.
0: Yeah, that's a very, very good point, because I too, and let me give an example where I've not successfully used these rollers, is when I've applied my full body weight, when I have been face down and applied the full body weight through my quadriceps and Uh, put, put pressure, my whole body weight on my on the roller with the weight into the quadriceps and on the sides of where the quadriceps, on the side of the leg. Gee, that can get sensitive when you roll that out. And then just doing too much of it, it can feel counterproductive the next day.
1: Yeah, um, because actually something to like one of the key principles in MELT is that you should not feel pain at all. Um, If you feel pain, then you really need to back off. Just because it's it's just so so intense. If you feel pain, then you're not going to feel good the next day at all. Right, right,
0: right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting one because it's and it's not just me. You know, if you copy people who are at the gym and you're watching them, yeah. you can see like big muscly guys who are rolling the, on the yeah. sides of their thighs and they're grimacing. They're like, oh, and their mates are laughing at them. You know.
1: <laughs>
0: so so that's probably the, yeah, the, the wrong the technique. That,
1: yeah. You probably shouldn't be copying this, these guys. Yeah. Like, if you if you want to copy anyone, either uh, look yeah. on people on YouTube or yeah. like find someone who actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And it's not like me to, see, but it's for me because the the consequences are small if I got that wrong. You see, uh, so I, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, work on a few of those things, and it works wonderfully yeah. in and around the, the neck and shoulders. And so um, I haven't done the rolling on the on the uh, quads for a long time and nor do I yep. actually, for me personally now, I don't feel the need. Um, but
1: tell us, how do you use it and where do you use it on your body? Okay. Um, with the balls, I use those on my feet and hands. So that's probably what I do the most. For the the roller itself, I do use it on my hips and legs a bit and also upper back and neck. Okay. So those are the only spots that I use it. Um, and it actually does my wonders, but the biggest thing I find is that I actually can't do too much just because it does cause issues for me if I do too much of it. So it's something that I have to try and use sparingly and um, fit it in with other things that I'm doing. And now when you say too often. Like I can do it um, every day, but the thing is, is that probably only about 10 minutes maximum on the roller. So I might do say ten minutes of the roll one day and then the next day I'll I might use the softballs on my feet and that's it.
0: Okay. Can um, you
1: walk us through the feet
0: and the hands? These softballs, have they got the little nodules on them or they No, no, no.
1: They're just smooth. To... Yeah. Um they're smooth softballs. Um, they're very squishy. Yeah. Like pretty much what you're doing is that you're playing compression. Um, so you're pressing into specific pressure points, then you're yeah, you're just you do compression. You sort of do these side to side movements, um, yep. so you get you get the, I guess you get the um, fluid back into the tissue, and then you sort of just do these uh, sort of sweeping motions to get it throughout the, the fluid throughout your body. Okay. But it's it's definitely well worth um, looking up Melton, um, the book, and everything like that, because even if Cause like I've, I've gotten, um, the proper balls and everything, but you, you definitely could find something useful in there. Yeah. But the, the big thing to note is that before I actually tried this, I tried, um, like using a golf ball or a tennis ball on my feet. And, um, that's, it's not a good idea because it's just, it's too hard and it's just way too intense. Right. Like I found yeah. that, um, before I got the inflammation issues, then I was able to use the golf ball. And yes, it would hurt, but it, it would give me some improvement later. But just at the moment, it's, I'm just too, too sensitive. So I I really need the softball.
0: Yeah. I, when, when I used to experiment with my feet across the metatarsals and the sort of balls of the feet when they were sensitive and inflamed, you know, I tried some days when I thought, okay, maybe, Maybe those little joints just need to get some range of motion through them. Maybe they just need activity. And so I would walk on sand or I would try, like yeah. just have always been, had access to the beach. And so I would walk on sand or, and I'd try and be barefoot as much as I could one day. And then I'd just go walking. Um, on uneven surfaces, whether I was out on some grass and just spent a lot of my day barefoot. And then other times I thought, well, maybe that's increasing the inflammation because it's putting pressure into the inflamed joints. And so instead I'm going to wear like hard shoes and try that all day. And in the yep. end, in the end, I, I concluded that neither were great. Uh, the inflammation yep. I found was very tricky to eliminate. And ultimately it just came down to everything else but the exercise specifically on the feet and it was the cardiovascular exercise and it was the diet and the supplements and the stress reduction and having a good strategy with the medications. It was everything that got rid of the feet, you know? And so I think that's frustrating to hear,
1: but that's the truth. Actually, for me, something that I find that works really well for the feet is actually the Tai Chi because Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I I still do that every day because, what it does is it has quite a lot of you're changing your um, your body weight, so it's a lot of stepping, a lot of changing your weight, say from the front to the back of the foot. Yeah, um, and I find that. Um, so it's it's all these little yeah, small right. movements um, yep. on your feet, and that makes a big difference there. And the other thing that I another one that I find that helps a lot is balancing. Um, again, that uses lots of little micro movements in your feet, and I find that it really does help a lot. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's fascinating. You know, I'd never had that insight that the process of balancing means a weight distribution shift across the foot but yeah, without pushing pressure into any one of the joints.
1: Yeah, because you, yeah. you know, like you're, you're always trying to um, do small corrections and, um, yeah, I do balancing work every day and it's, it's definitely very important.
0: Yeah, I reckon that one's a, uh, another little gem that we've uncovered yeah. so that yeah that's 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 excellent all right is yeah. there anything else because we 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 agreed that we um, keep this one pretty tight but we've 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 had a good chat and I know you've also got to get to a Bikram class so tell me is yeah. there
1: some other gems that you'd like to share probably the the final one I'll probably share is um I, I know you've you've covered this before a little bit is the cold showers and I actually don't do this anymore but the Wim Hof breathing yeah or well, just breathing in general, because like I probably just classify Wim Hof breathing as just it's it's actually very similar to you know the body or breath of fire at the end of the Bikram class. Yeah, it's yeah. actually very similar to that. So there there is um, studies done on it. Um, I've looked on. I've actually had a look at these that it actually does reduce inflammation. So if someone wants to have a look at the Wim Hof breathing then it's definitely worth a look yeah sort of what it's doing is that you're increasing like you're sort of it's like a controlled hyperventilation so you're increasing your breathing rate I think it's I don't know how much but yeah and then what that does is it decreases the amount of carbon dioxide that's in your body it also really ramps up the adrenaline that's in your body and when you do this you find that you can do breath holds for a ridiculously long time Right. which I don't know if that's good or not. It, you definitely don't want to be doing this underwater because it could kill you, but uh. yeah, so you can do that. It does help with the, I found that it did help with my inflammation levels a bit, but I didn't like it that much. But what right. what I did like is the cold showers. Yeah. Um, I find that it's very hard to start off with, but your body adapts to it and my pain levels just drop instantly when I have one and my energy levels go up. So that's definitely a one little final gem that's
0: okay. thinking for me. Well there's two there, isn't there? So there's the there's the breathing and I've often this is why I just keep going on about Bikram Yoga is because you kind of get your Wim Hof breathing, although a, a short version of it for free at the end of the class. So you're incorporating that as well as all. Yeah, like,
1: that's probably why I don't bother doing it at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then some, actually something else that I've been looking at just the last six months or so is Bateko breathing, which is kind of the opposite. Yeah. Um, so what that one is, is that it's just, it's really just focusing on, Breathing lightly, gently through your through your nose, so it's just nasal breathing, which yeah. you kind of should be doing anyway. Because the, the main thing there is that you should not be breathing through your mouth at all. It's just just breathe through your nose, and that that actually activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which, or it's, sorry, it's um your rest and digest nervous system, which is what you want to heal. So yeah, yeah. Um, if you breathe through your mouth, then it's sort of that's yeah. You don't want to do that because that's your fight and flight, which um, is okay, like, if you really need a lot of oh, um, energy in a short amount of time, like if you need to run away from a bear or something. But yeah. um, just generally you want to be breathing through your nose and, yeah. Yes, and we've
0: got um, past, for listeners, we've got past episodes on both of those particular guests. Yeah, the, We've got the, Wim the, Hof and Patrick McEwen. Yeah, he does the
1: take a breathing so that's
0: definitely a good as well. Yeah. So folks can check those out if they haven't seen those different breathing techniques. And in fact, Patrick McEwen on his website where he talks about, you know, his book, The Oxygen Advantage, talks about how there are more complementary overlaps than differences between what he's teaching and Wim Hofs, even though on the surface they look a little different. I think look, as long as we're breathing well and it's through the nose, and then from time to time, we throw in a little bit of a kapiyana breathing like at the end of Bikram. You know, I yeah. think I think we're doing good and we've got all these other things that we can be working on. So this has been great, Mark. Thank you very much. I know you've got to head off to your class and you've also volunteered a very early time slot so that you can fit everything in today. So really appreciate it. And looking forward to seeing how you, how, uh, how far you can take this in another 12 months.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's going to be a very exciting 12 months for me. So if, I'm sort of hoping that my aim is to try and do 300 Bikram classes this year. And I'm sort of hoping if I can do that and everything goes well for me, then I can be pain-free.
0: Well, that's, that would be great. I know that I... I went virtually every day for 12 months when I was just in a, I needed to go every day at one point because I couldn't walk. And if I missed a day, I could virtually not walk. And so I thought, I got to go, I got to go. And um, if my memory serves me correctly, I wouldn't have missed too many days in in 12 months. And so it is possible to get over 300 in a year. You don't have much of a social life, but you're setting yourself up. (laughs) Set yourself up for the rest of your life. So that's what I thought, you know, and you're younger than what I was when I was going through this. So you've got even even more, you know, life ahead of you and reason to get this done. So I reckon, uh, yeah, if you can knock that out, it's going to really set you up, you know.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah.
0: So. yeah. Awesome, mate. Well, great to chat to you and yeah, I look forward too. to staying uh, in constant contact online.
1: Cool. Thank you.
0: Okay. been listening to the Patterson Program. For more information, visit PattersonProgram.com.